0: Welcome to the Mind Vine podcast, where we challenge the stigma associated with mental illness through conversations about a variety of issues impacting mental health. Here, we bring you news, views, and interviews that intrigue, educate, and celebrate recovery.
1: Leading us on this journey are the hosts of the Mind Vine podcast, Daryl Mathers and Chris Bovey.
2: So welcome to the Mindvine Podcast. You. Thank um, you for having me. My name is Daryl Mathers. This is Chris Bovey, hey. And we're the special guest, uh, Jim Lowther from Vets, Vets Canada. Canada. And uh, we've got a couple different uh, programs, the one that really caught our attention. But um, maybe we could just start off by telling us a little bit about Vets Canada.
1: Well, Vets Canada was founded by myself and my wife uh, in 2010. Um, I'm a veteran. I served for 15 years, and I had to get out due to injury. Um, And I was kind of lost. You know, I I suffer with PTSD and a few other things. But I was, you know, like a lot of veterans, I was in my basement. You know, I couldn't get out. I couldn't really do much. But I eventually got to the point where I was, you know, okay enough to go out and volunteer in the community. Um, And I picked a church uh, Sunday supper, St. Andrew's Sunday supper. Uh, And I drove by it like seven Sundays in a row before I could actually get the courage to go in. But I went in and jumped into it it felt good you know i was uh helping out with the meals and stuff and i saw a guy that i recognized and and you know he was a he was a homeless vet i thought he was there serving too but he was a homeless veteran and he picked out you know there's three or four other guys at that dinner that were homeless too and they were all vets and i just it was like i got hit over the head with a shovel like something what's going on here you know that many vets uh, what you know how are they homeless So I came home, and my wife is pretty happy that I actually stayed. So she was pretty happy about me, you know, staying the full hour. But I told her what happened, and she, of course, didn't believe me at all. Uh, So she started Googling it, and not a lot came up in Canada, Hmm. but a lot came up in the U.S. Um, And that was 2010, and no one really knew about homeless veterans then. Um, So we, um, you know, we we got these guys help. We... um, I kind of got mad. I got a small grassroots group together, um, and we started doing boots-on-the-ground patrols, like in all the shelters and, you know, things like that, looking for homeless veterans. Um, and we found more. And, you know, we, we were on uh, Canada AM, did a, a story on us, and we got a call from a, a veteran in Luthbridge, Alberta, who was not doing well. said, can you help me? And we were thinking, J- here we are in Nova Scotia, like how can we, how can we help him? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I thought of our, our military chain. We have a chain. Everybody knows everybody across the country, right? So I have friends in Edmonton because I was posted there. Edmonton's like an hour or two hours from Lethbridge. So I said to a buddy of mine, do you know anybody? Do you have any buddies in Lethbridge? He said, it, yeah, I do. So we got this guy help within a half an hour. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, maybe this can be done across the country. And we took it from that little small grassroots organization to, you know, we're Uh, a national charity uh we are veterans affairs service providers uh, in 2014 um we have 800 plus volunteers you know we've assisted we've had over 2,000 requests for assistance from homeless and in crisis veterans so yeah i mean we're a volunteer-led organization too so you know not knowing anything about charities or anything i thought that you know all the money went to the cause most causes of charities but so ours does. That's the, right. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's. it uh, went from very small grassroots to, you know, we're the the largest all volunteer veterans organization in the country now.
0: So why do, why do you think that is that, there hasn't been as much attention in Canada?
1: <laughs> you know, I just I think that the 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 spotlight wasn't shine on it i mean it was just one of those things where we just didn't know and until people start reporting on it i mean i'm sure we've had homeless veterans in canada forever i mean same as everybody else we just Mm. no one was really looking for them no one was really saying hey hold up we have people that served our country that are homeless wait a minute here um and they did in the u.s you know they they kind of focused on that in the u.s where they you know it was we're going to get our vets off the street type of thing and in Canada, until we started really pushing it, no one knew about it. So, you know, is anyone to blame? No. Uh, can we do more for, for our vets who are in crisis at homeless? Absolutely. Um, one,
2: one of the things you're doing for your vets is giving them kind of the gift of music, for lack of a right. better term. You were talking about it earlier, about how for you and your own personal recovery, you really felt that playing the guitar uh, really enhanced your prospects in terms of recovery. And can you tell us how you took that kind of experience and now you're giving that to vets across the country?
1: Yeah, well, that that's actually what helped me get out of my basement was, you know, one day I, I was, you know, PTSD is like a cycle of despair. It's like a terrible song that, you know, is repeats over and over and over again when you're in the thick of it. And, you know, I tried everything. I tried meditation. I tried yoga. You know, all that stuff. And, and nothing really got me out of that that, meant that when I was going through that stuff. But one day I, I had an old guitar. I picked it up and I started playing it. And, you know, I, I noticed that I kind of drifted away for about 15 minutes. And it broke the, the cycle of despair in my head. And I, but I caught it. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. What happened there? And, you know, I, I had a little bit of hope. So I started playing more. To the point where, you know, like it, it, when, when I was feeling that like the darkness come, I would grab the guitar and, and play a little bit. And it def- definitely helped. But uh, so that's what kind of got me out of my basement. But we were finding so many vets, homeless vets that were like me, who suffer with PTSD or other disabilities and, you know, pain and whatnot, who, you know, who, who needed something, you know. And then about three years ago, we had a, a crisis. There's a lot of soldier veteran suicides. And I was like, okay, hold up. We, we have to do something here. You know, if we can even help one or two of them with a guitar, let's do it. So I thought, okay, how can I get, this is a big problem. How can I get guitars in the hands of, of soldiers and veterans? So I thought, okay, well, everybody has a donated guitar, you know, or not a donated, a, a guitar that they, they got for Christmas or a birthday that it's in their closet or under their bed, right? What if they use those guitars and we, we would, you know, they've donate them to the program, hmm um so that it, it that's what we did basically we used gently used donated guitars um, for soldiers and and, and veterans and bet Canada it is a is a, a volunteer led organization so you know what if we had volunteer guitar instructors we could match up 10, ten lessons and a free guitar you know that that's a match made in heaven so mm. that's what happened and it it you know it got big quick and um, and we're still, like, you know, we've, we've given out, you know, 800, probably 800 guitars to date. Wow. That um, didn't cost anything, you know? That's great.
0: Well, what do you, wh- I mean, have you stopped to think about what is it that helped you playing the guitar? Was it just sort of a momentary escape? Was it just pleasure of music and endorphins? Or what What? What do you think was the, the power know. behind that?
1: I don't know. I, I think it's it's something even, like, music, it, it just kind of, it, it uh, well... I think because I was so busy trying to you know get the chords right and I was thinking about the song and I was like you know Mm -hmm. I think it it, there's so many things happening to play you know that it that I couldn't it it broke that cycle so Mm -hmm. you know you can only do so many things at once but when you're playing guitar you're doing a lot of things at once you know Mm -hmm. so I think that helped and I think it's the music the music anyway um, you know is something that it breaks the cycle. That's great.
2: We talked a bit earlier when we were just, uh, Matt, for the first time about your experience in the military uh. and then your recovery, you know, from mental illness, you know, once you've returned home. And the two, uh, you know, in, well, in, any, in any military country, when you're out of service, the... The struggle for mental health is can be quite prevalent. Like, I guess what I'm clumsily trying to say is that the two kind of go hand in hand. Do, do they not? Like, you're going through a lot when you're when you're on a tour. You're seeing a lot of things. There's a very good chance you're going to be dealing with something when you get home.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, everybody doesn't think that uh, when you join the military that you know things that you see and do are going to bother you afterwards. Um, but you know, I think. I think it does I think it touches it touches everyone it's just when does it when does it actually you know start uh, for me I was five years out before it bothered me at all um, and I had an incident where I went to see with my my oldest son um, a movie uh, and it it triggered it triggered something uh, behind enemy lines it was mm-hmm. actually uh, and it triggered something and I literally got up and, and ran out of the theater and threw up in a garbage can and it was like something happened mm. I was having nightmares and daydreams and you know just thinking about that the Bosnia stuff and you know so I, I, some people might not ever you know it might not ever affect them um, if they don't get triggered um, but other people it definitely it does and it, it's uh, it's hard to find it's hard to find help
0: mm. do you think that I mean we've talked before about the culture and first responders or in the military about you know, you have to be tough and, and not disclosing or afraid to disclose. Do you think that's starting to change a little bit in in, in the military?
1: I think it is. You know, the more people, the more t- people that talk about their their mental health and and PTSD or what have you. I think it's it opens up the door for everyone to say, Hey, wait a minute, I kind of feel like that too. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe um for me personally, I, I thought I was going crazy. I didn't know what was going on with me, like daydreams and and uh, nightmares, and and right out of the blue, I didn't know what was happening to me. So you know. And there was really nobody talking about it back then, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I didn't have anything to look at and go, oh, okay, maybe it's this, you know? But today we, we have that, you know? The people are speaking up about it, telling their stories, and, and I think it's good. I think that, you know, we'll save some lives if mm-hmm. the more we talk, which we don't want to do mm-hmm. because it's difficult, and you don't want to put your pain on someone else. That's what a lot of us, me, anyway, I felt that I was putting my, like, my, my pain on someone else, and they would, like, you know, it would hurt them. So that's why I didn't really say anything until I, you know, realized that that wasn't working.
2: One of the, one of the big themes uh, that you'll see, like, this week, the, we're at the Mental Health for All conference hosted by CMHA, is peer support, right? It's kind of, if you go through the program, you'll see it highlighted in, in multiple sessions throughout the week. And I wonder if uh, you feel... Just given the uniqueness of military service, peer support is one thing. Somebody who's experienced um, mental illness or PTSD or however you want to phrase it, but also somebody who's experienced that as a result of their service. Is that support, being able to connect with somebody who's who's been in those uh, shoes, who's been in combat, who's been overseas, is that something that really is a tool that needs to be made more available to parents? Oh, absolutely.
1: And that's what, why we're so successful is because our volunteers, you know, they're still serving or, st- or, or veterans themselves or family members. Um, they have been there. They have done it. They know, you know, they know what they're looking for. They know their own. So mm. when we find someone who's struggling or who's in crisis or who's homeless or, or you know, um, there's an immediate connection. You know, like, uh, you just don't have to explain certain things. Um, and there's there's trust. There's that trust that's there that, that wouldn't get from anyone else. Mm. So, I mean, peer support is huge for us. Like, we, we when we find a, a veteran who's homeless or in crisis, we match them up with a, with a volunteer. And that's, like, a 24-7 thing. Like, you know, this this th- they make contact whenever they need to. Um, and our volunteers ans- answer the phone whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a secret to our success for sure.
0: Yeah. And what about sort of the forgotten too like your wife or families of, of veterans going through this what is there a lack of supports for them i mean it uh, how they manage a loved one that may be dealing with ptsd and we often forget about the
1: yeah so that's that's the thing i mean my wife and i debbie started this organization I, we would never have vets canada if it wasn't for her um and I'm, I'm always worried about that we just talked about that a little earlier with someone at the table is that you know i'm terrified that my son has anxiety. My, my little guy's is 15, 14, couldn't be 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always blame myself for it. Like, did I do that? You know, did I, because me with my PTSD around the house, did I do that? Did, did it rub off on him? You know, so I, I'm always terrified about that. And it really, really, I still wonder about it, you know. Um, and there's a thing called secondary PTSD. It's where someone is around someone who is suffering. Um, and it does affect them. You know, it, it absolutely does affect them, and you think how how couldn't it? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But there's there's not really a lot of help. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of help out there um, for families and and struggling and kids and so. But again, speaking about it, you know, it's one of those things mm-hmm. where if you you know if you talk about it, it it's going things are gonna happen. Things have to change for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, one of the one of the people that's supporting your your program, Guitar for Vets, is Sean McCann. Oh, from Sean Great McCann, Big yes. C. Yeah. And can you tell us a little bit about that relationship?
1: Wow, Sean McCann is unbelievable. Actually, he's our national ambassador for guitars for vets, and I, I, I actually got in contact with him through Clara Hughes. And Clara Hughes liked uh, one of our one of our tweets or something, and she tagged Sean in it, and she said she used uh, sports for for her medicine, and, and music was our medicine, and Sean really liked it, and he he, he started following us, and you know I messaged him and he said man i you know i've been checking out your program i love this he said i love this how can i help of course he said how can i help he left himself open so i i (laughs) was like oh you want to help all right (laughs) then you shouldn't have said that (laughs) um so i you know i said hey you know give me your email and we'll exchange emails and then he in his email he gave me his number he said give me a call so of course i called him right then and then i thought he thought i was a crazy fan um but it, it, it's, it's been amazing with Sean. He's uh, He's been through so many struggles himself. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, coming out the other side of it a, a strong person. And And he relates. He relates to me, my struggle that I went mm-hmm. through with, with uh, you know, using the guitarist therapy because he did, yep. you know, when he's going mm-hmm. through his stuff. And he's still going through his stuff. We, we all are. But he's absolutely phenomenal. He's such mm-hmm. an inspiration. I mean, the guy is, you know, uh, he's he's you think Canada? We have so many, so many superstars in Canada, mm-hmm. um, yep. and you know, you think that they would really want to support you know our vets and, and soldiers and stuff, but you don't really see much of that in mm-hmm. Canada. You yeah. see it in the U.S. all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. Actually, you see Canadian s- stars supporting U.S. Yes, troops. troops <laughs> uh, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Uh, because yep. a lot of them live there. Yeah. But Sean is—he's the example of that. Of, of you know, maybe this is a trend where our you know our superstars can start supporting the troops and and he's really and i mean we're doing a concert um november 10th in ottawa uh we're going to raise enough money to buy another 700 guitars mm. um, each seat's a hundred dollars and that will buy that will purchase a guitar and 10 free lessons that's why it's a hundred dollars mm. um and if you if you can't afford or you can't go to the show if you're like you know another part of the country you can sponsor a soldier or a veteran to actually go to the show. Oh, nice! So, I mean, when you purchase a ticket, you're buying a guitar for a soldier or a veteran. If you sponsor a soldier or a veteran, you're 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 letting them go to a show, and you're buying them a guitar mm-hmm. with with free lessons. So, yeah, we're really excited about it, and it's uh it's on our website, vetscanada.org, yes. if for more information. And uh, yeah, That's it's great. uh it's really cool. It's going to be fun. One mm-hmm. of
2: the great one of the great things about this conference is you get all these people together and you're hearing about all these kind of unique initiatives. Yeah. and I think that's in mental health in general. I think people, we're, we're trending towards finding creative ways to solve kind of these issues that we've been dealing
1: with a really long time. Absolutely. No, it's great. It's, uh, I've met so many people here already that just connect to it right off the bat. It's like, oh, guitar, wow. That, yeah, that could, that could really help. M- music therapy. But, I mean, it is. It's, it's amazing to, to meet uh, other people who are, uh, you know, trying to help people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With their with the struggle. So yeah, it's great.
0: And that's a great thing about this is we always talk in, in mental health about patient centered or client centered care and this was an initiative developed by somebody who was dealing with something. Yeah. So it's not mm-hmm. just the experts of the clinicians coming up, it's somebody who
2: Well who's more of an expert than somebody who's dealing exactly. with. I exactly. Mean. And who's, yeah, who's I was better say, to say I'm give not that? an expert, yeah.
0: I, but I'm you're an a, expert You're, you're an, an own expert because your own experience. Experience. in yeah. your life. And so Absolutely. that's 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 amazing. So um, can people still like if people want to donate a guitar if they have a guitar how Absolutely. do they do that
1: Oh so uh, other part of this this story um, we were having a hard time like this this I don't know if I mentioned this already but um, Long McQuaid jumped in to to help us we were we were had so many of these donated guitars we were getting calls about uh, across the country people wanted to donate drop them off we, we had like we were there's like 50 or 60 calls we we didn't have a place to get them dropped off So Long and McQuaid in Halifax you know they help us with um, uh, strings and things like that, and I was emailing with them back and forth, and I got an email that said uh, in that email chain that said, "Don't worry about the drop-off point, Jim. Uh, you can use every Long McQuade in the country as a drop-off That's point." Court. So that just fixed our whole problem. So we have the whole country now. So if anyone we'll has a guitar they want to yeah. they want to donate. Find, a Long and find the nearest Long McQuade, and they'll get it to us. Yeah. So the
0: danger now, when they broadcast, is our wives are gonna please could take, take your my guitar, guitar <laughs> my unused yeah, guitar yeah, right? would you please yeah, take it to Longham and tomorrow no that's great <laughs>
2: well that's it, it's great to meet you it it's is. great to learn Fantastic more about your program, program. and uh, we really appreciate you having you on no yeah. thanks
0: for having me me on
1: I really appreciate it guys awesome yeah. together yeah. begins again.
0: Yeah. yeah.